3: Connect to more.
0: Back in the old newspaper days, I guess the newspapers still exist, but back in my old newspaper days, we'd say today the presses are smoking. And that's a good thing around here. All sorts of news, all sorts of commentary, all sorts of interviews, all sorts of everything. Coming up here on Nuanas. Now I am Coulter Nuanas. We do this each and every day right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide television, SWX Montana Television. If you want to tune in from anywhere on planet Earth, you want to watch on your mobile device, your cell phone, your computer, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. And there you'll find the live stream you can watch or listen to ESPN Radio anywhere in the world, anytime, anywhere you want. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. It's easy, 406 361 3688 all sorts of stuff to get to I'm rolling solo today but kind of I don't have a specific guest host, but we do have a ton of interviews lined up for you. Ty Gregorak is going to join us right off the top here. He's a former defensive coach in the Big Sky Conference. Spent 12 years at Montana, another three years at Montana State. A guy that's very versed uh, in all things Big Sky Conference football, but also had a stint at Central Washington as well. The Grizzlies play Central on Saturday. So we'll catch up with Ty, some of his memories, also get some of his thoughts on both Grizz and Bobcat football. Jace Lewis, senior linebacker for the University of Montana. will join us about 430 We're also going to hear from Dr. Michael Wright. He's an orthopedic surgeon at Missoula Bone & Joint. We do this about once a month. It's our sports medicine journal presented by Missoula Bone & Joint. Today we're going to talk labrums, shoulder labrums and hip labrums, two commonly afflicted... uh, Areas of the body when it comes to high contact sports, particularly football. Top of the hours can be really fun. I have not spoken to this guy in a couple years, but a guy that was really good to me during my first gig out of college at a newspaper at the Ellensburg Daily Record. Former Central Washington head coach Blaine Bennett going to join us. Blaine was the head coach at Central for five seasons. I covered him uh, at Central Washington when I when I was at the Ellensburg Daily Record. Covered a couple of playoff teams there, 2009-2010. Very solid program. But Coach Bennett was also the coach in 2008 when Central Washington came into Missoula and almost upset a Montana team that went on to win 14 games and play for the FCS National Championship. So Blaine Bennett knows what it's like being a Division II team, particularly the one that's coming to Missoula on Saturday, coming into Washington Grizzly Stadium. So we'll catch up with Coach Bennett. That'll be fun. I've not talked to him in quite some time. And then, of course, (laughs) we are going to hear from... Bobby Houck, the head coach for the University of Montana. I was actually not able to in person ask it. Coach Houck, any questions this week? Uh, meetings got pushed back at the University of Montana. So I was down there at 3 o'clock for the media availability uh, on Monday, and I was not able to catch Coach out because he was a little, running a little behind because of some switching of some schedules. But Eric Tabor, Sports Information at Montana, kind enough to get my recorder for me and, and record some of that. So I'll give you a couple of the pieces of sound from Bobby Houck's press conference uh, later on this week. Before we get to Ty Gregerack, a few pieces of news. Well, this is all over the board when it comes to uh, the state of Montana uh, and just college sports in general around the Big Sky Conference. First and foremost, Missoula Hellgate alum, Raleigh Wooster, who was the runner-up for the Mountain West Freshman of the Year at Utah State this last year. He is into the NCAA transfer portal. Where does he land? That's interesting. We're going to have to do a whole segment on that, but probably not today. Probably get to it tomorrow. But Raleigh Wooster, obviously from Missoula, he was verbally committed to the Grizzlies for a couple years. He was also... Very highly recruited by Montana State. And when he decommitted from Montana, he was heavily considering MSU. And, of course, Utah State head coach Craig Smith is now the head coach at Utah after Utah fired former Grizz head coach Larry Kostowiak. So amazing the web that college basketball weaves. But Kostowiak, a Missoula native, fired at Utah. Utah State head coach Craig Smith goes to Utah. Raleigh Wooster into the transfer portal. I have to think that those things have to do with each other. So keep your prize on Raleigh Wooster's future piece of news from Grizz Football. New cornerbacks coach announced today. Ronnie Bradford will coach corners at the University of Montana. Ronnie Bradford was a 10-year NFL veteran. He played at Colorado when they won a national championship back in 1990. Played 10 years in the league. Had stops in Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, and Minnesota. And he's been a college football coach for the last 15 years, most recently at USC. So that's definitely a splashy hire for Grizz Football. And finally, a couple new contracts on the horizon as well. Both inked, actually, today. Montana State signed both Tricia Benford and Danny Sprinkle to four-year contract extensions. Last year, probably the best simultaneous year for Montana State. Women's and men's basketball at the same time. The Bobcat women finished third, got a bye in the tournament. They were 13-3 and in league play. The Bobcat men uh, finished with a bye in the league tournament as well. And that was their second straight bye, the first time they've got consecutive byes in 17 years. They also advanced to the championship game of the Big Sky Tournament for the first time uh, in 12 seasons, so Danny Sprinkle rewarded after his second season with a four-year contract extension, and Tricia Bidford will be the longest tenured coach in the league moving forward as well. She just earned that distinction last week with Wendy Schuler's firing at Eastern Washington. Uh, Shuler had been at EWU for 20 years, and now Patricia Bedford, going into her 17th year, she'll reach at least year 21 with that four-year contract extension. So, congratulations to both those coaches as well. One last piece of news. Maisie Burnham, the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference in women's basketball. She is also into the NCAA transfer portal. So, that's another hit. That's the seventh Eastern Washington player into the portal just since the conference tournament ended. We'll be giving you... Live updates on the Masters as the show marches along. Justin Rose out in front right now. He's at minus 6 through 16. He's lighting it up. It's not been that easy of a day today. Not very many low scores. Uh, Only eight players under par. Brian Harmon carded a 69, as did Hideki Matsuyama. So those two guys are sitting tied at at second, three under par. And just a smattering of other players uh, under par as well. Dustin Johnson shot a 74, the defending champion. So he is at plus 2. Jordan Smeeth shot a 76, so he's at plus four. So some of the big names not necessarily lighten it up at Augusta for the Masters. We're going to go here just in a quick minute to Ty from, uh He's a former Big Sky Conference football coach both at Montana and Montana State. He also played at Colorado where Ronnie Bradford played, so maybe we'll ask him about that as well. Uh, but he now has kind of morphed into now that his coaching is uh, – on the shelf, or at least for the moment, he has morphed into now helping out us out with some football analysis as well. One last note for you before we go to tie Our ESPN bracket challenge is finished. I have the prizes for you. I'm trying to figure out... How to get your emails off of the ESPN Bracket website. So I'm clicking on your names, but I can't seem to find emails. So if you are any of the top three in the ESPN Tournament Challenge, ESPN Missoula Tournament Challenge, you know who you are. Send me an email, Coulter at Missoula Broadcasting Company.com, and then we'll get you your prizes, a $500 grand prize to our Bracket Challenge winner. Username SPU Tennis 1987. Congratulations to you. $400 cash and $100 in gift cards from Paradise Falls. We go down to the Rangish Brothers RV full, 9 welcome in our good buddy. Most people around here know him as Coach Ty-Ty Gregorak joining us. Thanks so much for, for being with me, my friend. How you doing? Coach, what's up, man? I'm doing great. Where are you in the world? I, I know you're probably traipsing across the Montana highway somewhere. Where are you? Uh,
3: I am in between Silver Star and Whitehall as we speak. So it's a uh, good day down in Dillon, uh, making my way back home to Bozo.
0: Gotta love it. Well, we got to get into it because we got a lot to get to. All of a sudden, it's football season. We haven't had football in 450 plus days, but the Grizz got a couple games. one this Saturday. Won the following Saturday. Montana State is also into the the midst of their spring football. Uh, no games for the Bobcats, but they will have a spring game on April 24th. They're navigating a new coaching staff, uh, the implement- implementation of a new head coach, as well as new offensive and defensive coordinators. But we're gonna do something fun here. We're gonna. This is gonna be called Five Questions for Coach Ty. We're gonna do this. Uh, from time to time, maybe every couple weeks here, whenever Ty can swing on by and join us. So we'll start with our first question, Ty. I got the University of Montana football depth chart, the first one I've seen in a really long time. And, uh, I was just going through so many different elements of the jet chart. Whether it was the the depth that they have, or you know the reemergence, the readdition of positions like tight end and fullback, which I think are so essential to play the style of football Bobby Hawk wants. You look at the two deep defensively, uh, smattered with a bunch of highly recruited guys, a bunch of uh, Division One A draft downs, a bunch of FBS drop downs, and. It looked largely different than what we've been looking at the last handful of years at the University of Montana. They finally have some depth at the linebackers and skill positions. They finally have some big bodies on the offensive line. And it's it's happened in a pretty short order since Bobby Houck returned leading up to the 2018 season. So I know you spent a lot of time in your career both playing and coaching with Coach Houck. How is this guy doing? I mean, how has he turned this around so fast? It seems like he knows how to manage and balance a roster just about as well as anybody in the big sky.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Howard's got a recipe. Uh, You know, he's had a ton of success at this level. Um, You know, he knows what it looks like to get to the finish line. You know, you know, the big thing with him is just you know winning the big one. But I mean, he, I think the biggest question mark is probably going in tomorrow for Grizz Nation. You know, quarterback situation, uh, corner and corner. You know, who's going to emerge on the perimeter? I mean, those, those are are a couple of positions where, in our best years under Coach Hough, we had pretty good, good quarterback play. We had good uh, corner cornerback play on defense. I think their linebackers are good. I'm excited. I'll be there tomorrow. Where uh, Candice are going to make the drive? We'll be there tomorrow night. We'll be there pre-gaming before the eleven o'clock start. And I am mean, fired up to watch Jace and, and those guys at linebacker. And uh, I mean, I just think it's going to be a, a fun Saturday. But yeah, he just he's got a recipe for kind of what. You know, I think size, stature—I um, mean, that, that doesn't always hold true when, when you get maybe more of a local local kid that that just plays his butt off, and um, you know, but he, he's got he's got a system, you know, and he believes in his system, and you know, like you and I have talked about, man, he, he uh, I think he turned it around way faster than most guys could have uh, with the kind of success they had there in 2019, came up came up short against Weber, but, I mean, the guy's doing an unbelievable job, and I'm, I'm fired up to watch these next couple games and just kind of see what this team, I don't think we're going to see at all, but, it, you know, a, a good game against a good Division II opponent, and an important state next week, I think, will give us at least an indication of what to expect come September.
0: Dyson football, Ty Gregorak. Long-time assistant coach at both Montana Montana State and the Big Sky Conference. This segment presented by Westpac Wealth Partners, Nick Tabor, and Westpac Wealth Partners. They're looking for entrepreneurial-minded people ready to take their future into their own hands. If you want to work in a competitive environment, give Nick Tabor a call, 728-6708. That's 728-6708 to learn more about what Westpac Wealth Partners can do for you. Ty, let's talk a little bit about this opponent this weekend, Central Washington. It's actually interesting because when I was a uh, burgeoning sports writer, I I was working at the Missoulian. I remember getting to know you back uh, in our younger days, and then all of a sudden one day in 2010, I'm in my second year living in Ellensburg, Washington, and I see this guy at... uh, the wing place on campus, and I'm saying, like, it looks like Coach Ty. And then all of a sudden, I wander up. Oh yeah, sure enough, Coach Ty is coaching at Central Washington. So I know you are only there for a little less than a year, but just one season on Blaine Bennett's staff. But I think it's a, it's a good parallel because I've been trying to explain this all week on the show. I've been hearing around Missoula, oh man, you know, great to have Grizz football back, but why are they playing a cream puff? Why are they playing a terrible Division II school? And I've been trying to define all the reasons why Central Washington is an elite Division II program. They have great talent. They always have. And every time they play schools from the big sky, whether it's been Montana in 2008 or Idaho last year or Eastern Washington pretty much perennially, they're always competitive. So uh, take us back to your time at Central Washington, but also just give people some some insight into why Central has the ability to be a lot more competitive than most Division II schools out West.
3: Yeah, I mean anyone who is overlooking them is foolish because you recall that, I mean again, we're talking a decade plus later, but you know central Central's is going to give these guys their best shot like everyone will always give montana their best shot but their central is a unique place because it's the only division two football playing outfit in in washington you're a lot closer to seattle than than you think you know people think ellensburg eastern basically anything east of seattle is eastern washington right uh But you're actually pretty close to Seattle um, and you get a lot of good talent out of there. I mean, Central has always been known for getting pretty good drop downs uh, from Division One and then just being able, I mean, Seattle's in their backyard and then obviously you can go a few hours east to the Mecca, the Lilac City, where, you know, all great things come from, Uh, me not including, of course, but. Uh, you know they've always done a good job in, in East East Washington too, in the Spokane area. So there's been a lot of good coaches there too. I mean I, that jobs come open a couple times, and you know I, I always had aspirations. At least I did, you know, prior to a couple years ago, becoming a head coach. And I just always thought that would be a pretty neat neat gig. Ellensburg is actually a way cooler town than people give it credit for. It's a cool. I mean, you lived there. I mean, what'd you think? I thought it was a great little town to live in. I, lunch I, town. I
0: love it, man. I mean, yeah, you get you got local nice restaurants that are you know unique. Not- chains you got a good little set of bars downtown. you got a brewery. I mean, it's a great culture. I mean, the fair there is fun. The rodeo there is super yeah. fun. I mean, I thought it was yep. an awesome place to live. I loved my time in Ellensburg. So you can definitely recruit to it, yeah. too, because I think if you get, like you're talking, guys from the metro area, Seattle and Spokane, well, they, they can hang out in Ellensburg, or it's close enough to go home on either side. So that's a draw. Exactly. But then also, you can yep. get all the rural kids that think that a town like Ellensburg is really cool. So you can get high-level talent. And they've always had high-level talent there. Especially over the last twenty, twenty-five years.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, they have. I mean, and it, it was. Uh, I mean, but Blaine, Blaine, and I are still friends to this day. And you know, he he picked a fell up when when I was kind of down there going, you know, between you and Ob, and. um you know his old man Shorty was was on the staff. Shorty Bennett was was a long long time coach in the state of Washington and coached a lot of great players. I mean those guys those guys are foot, Washington football uh, royalty. I mean they just have been doing it a long time. Blaine, Blaine's actually still the head coach. Uh, at Post Falls High School, and have done a great job turning that program around again. So, it was, it was a unique experience. You know, honestly, uh, it was a very unique experience, because it was the only year I ever coached offense. I coached the tight ends and worked with uh, Stacy Collins, uh, who, who's a longtime Big Sky uh, coach. Joe Lorg, you remember he was there. He was in the Big Sky. So, we all kind of knew each other from our Big Sky days, and, and shoot, those guys have gone on and done some awesome things. Shoot, Stacy's at uh, Boise State now, and, and Joe Lorg's at uh, Penn State so uh, obviously they were doing something right and, and then yes you, you're right I got there in August and, and uh, Coach Flew hired me uh, right after the after the season was over to come back to Montana so it was an awesome year though too for, for being as tough of a year as it was personally uh, you know like I said Coach Bennett kind of picked me up when when I needed a little love and, and uh, you know started, started dating Candice that year when we you know in, in Ellensburg and got to come you know, home so to speak, back to Montana, and that very next season. So it was almost like I never left. It, it was a it was a pretty pretty cool year, and we were a good team. We were we were the uh, 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 conference champions that year. We were the conference champs, but didn't get the automatic seat in the playoffs. But but yeah, it was a cool year. I'm, I'm fired up to. Uh, I, I've still got friends on the staff. I'll be honest. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see those guys uh, Saturday.
0: They'll certainly be competitive. I mean, the quarterback it was a, a guy that was had some big-sky offers coming out of high school. Michael Roos, the running back, was a record setter at Southern Oregon and an All-American a year ago. Defensively, they have a, a bunch of talent as well. I mean, Dante Hamilton was a guy that was a big-sky guy to start his career as well. So uh, it should be a good one. Coach, I'm going to let you listen to this soundbite. This is our uh, one last question. Ty Gregrak, by the way, joining us on the Regis Brothers RV phone line. But here's a soundbite from Bobby Houck that I just think you'll get a kick out of. And this will be our last thought on the Grizz, and then we'll talk a little bit about this Bobcat coaching change.
1: You approach this trying to get as many reps for other guys as possible, or you're just going to play starters like it's a kind of a normal game, and then the score will dictate that. Or? They're keeping score, Sean. They're keeping score. Then they're keeping score. <laughs> In a game like this, is getting reps for some of the new That's guys. That's a dumb question,
2: Sean. <laughs> hey, if people want to filter through, go filter through guys. What did I say last week? It's a game. Push-up contest. A game. It's, a game. it's a game. Checkers. If you We're going to beat your, cont- your ass. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Push-up contest or game you, checkers? What did you say? Don't go changing, Coach. What I said. Right? Never change. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Quintessential Bobby Houck, but I mean that—that's the point worth making, though, right? I mean, Bobby Houck's not treating this like a scrimmage or a walkthrough or a spring game. He, he's treating this like a real game, where they're—I tra- mean, they're—they're they're treating this like it's September one.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's—I uh, actually thought uh, it would have been kind of cool in this year of craziness and COVID and the pandemic. I actually would kind of thought it would have been cool uh, if some of these schools that decided not to play would have—you know—maybe had like a scrimmage-type atmosphere, you know, how in the NFL where two teams will get together and, it's you know, it's very controlled and, you know, you do situational stuff and quick whistle and, I mean, I know some of those can come to fisticuffs like anything because it's football, but, uh, yeah, he's right. I mean, they're they keeping score and they're going to play to win just like they always do. I mean, that's why, you know, <laughs> these guys have been... Ch- I actually can't imagine being a coach or player throughout all this. I really can't. I mean, the... The, uh, the the craziness of all of it, and the the moving parts, and the fluidity of all of that. I, I respect the fact that both programs decided not to go through with this season. I really, I've told you that the last time we talked. I mean, you saw Cal Poly, you know, opt out after giving up one thousand points in three games, or whatever they gave up, and uh, you know, injury bug, of course. Um, but I think it's cool they're, they're playing a couple games. I know Coach Al. I mean, I, I I get the impression. I'm pretty sure. 99% sure he wish they actually would have tried to play in the fall like a lot of like a lot of conferences did and and, and crown national champions uh, but I think it's cool and like you said they're they're keeping score and they will do everything in their power to win and you know it's not go go play the young guys they're, they're going to go win and or you know
0: try to win, for sure. Ty Greg, joining us. He's a long-time assistant football coach. Now, regular contributor here on Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. By the way, uh little public service announcement for the game. The game is going to be broadcast by SWX, so our crew at SWX, but... Is going to be on ABC Fox. So ABC Fox is the mother station of XWX. You're going to be able to find this on KTMF in Missoula. So it will be on terrestrial television. So I know some people through whatever uh, satellite company they have. They don't get SWX, but you will get ABC, uh, I promise, as long as you got the terrestrial television ability. So that's uh, what the game will be broadcast on 11 a.m. So uh, be sure to tune in if you're not one of the 5,000 lucky enough to go. Ty, let's transition uh, to the other side, not necessarily through the lens of Montana State, but I just have a couple broad questions for you because Montana State has gone through a coaching change. Uh, they have new head coach, and new offensive and defensive coordinators. A lot of the staff remains intact. So maybe not even necessarily through the lens of Montana, State we can get there in a minute but just broadly when you go through a coaching change what's the most difficult part because you've been on staffs that have taken over jobs you've been on a a guy that's been retained when a new head coach has come in Uh, so there's kind of a a variety of different um, experiences you've had but when there is a coaching change what do you think are the biggest factors that that programs have to figure out what are the biggest challenges that they might face
3: well just you know being a holdover I mean you you asked about being a holdover it's I mean, one, it's great to have a job, right? Two, we, it, it'll be interesting at, at Montana State. You know, talking to a couple of the guys that I still stay in touch with, just to see how differently the program is, you know, navigated now by by a dramatically different personality. Um, you know, I, I I know I know you know I know some of the the remarks you his, you know, his personality. And, 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 I mean, he got he got Bobcat Nation excited about Bobcat football again, where, where the town was exploding and the school was growing and you've got this, you know, unbelievable president. The football program kind of got stale, and then they brought in, and really did that. I mean, he got people fired up again about Bobcat football, a new facility, and, and then he left. And now you hire a guy, and I, I, I don't know the guy. I mean, we've we coached against each other, but just... I mean, just watching his press conferences and stuff, he looks and sounds dramatically different than Jeff Cho. So that's going to be interesting in itself. Just for the for the guys that were retained, and then obviously the players. uh, You know, it'll be it'll be interesting on a lot of levels, man. I mean, you got you got a little inexperienced coordinator again. I don't know these guys. Just kind of looking at uh, looking at the resume, so to speak. you know, so so yeah, it, there, there'll be some juggling to do. I mean, i, I told you I went through a, a coaching change as a player. You know, and you go from Rick Neuheisel to Gary Barnett, it's dramatically different. You know, just the culture of the tone. I mean, you know, Coach New is as good of a dude as there is, and just a, a fun guy to be around, and smart, and you know, kept practices fun. We can float the river after, and and then you hire Gary Barnett, who's not, you know, just you know, he's he's a ball coach. He was a great, he was a good
0: ball coach, no question. But just a great different person. Uh-oh, we might have lost him. If we did, maybe we'll try to call back. Maybe not. But interesting stuff. Ta- sure. There you go. You're back. Yeah, go I, I lost you there. Sorry, I lost you there just for a second. Ty. <laughs> but oh, sorry. Sorry. So, 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 I, I just
3: I just pulled over. I'm, I'm so All I all I was saying was. I listened to your deal with BJ Robertson last week, and you know, as he said, there's lots of different ways to win games, lots of different ways to skin a cat. I just think personality-wise, you are going from It's a dramatically different personality on on the program and culture for for the for the guys that were retained and the players. Can you hear me okay, bud?
0: No question. Yeah. Ty Gregg right, joining us. Rankings Brothers, RV Fold 9. This Five Questions with Coach Ty brought to us by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth Partners. Westpac Wealth Partners offers a competitive compensation package, elite training, and a work culture that's been recognized as a best workplace in Fortune Magazine. If you're ready to start building a business in a long-term career, contact Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth Partners, 728-6708, or apply at westpacwealth.com. Uh, Ty, you've been through this a lot of times with a coaching change as well, where uh, you were a holdover from a previous staff. It, had, it happened with both Rob and Flugrad uh, when he was dismissed at Montana and then Mick Delaney took over, and then also when Mick Delaney retired and Bob Stitt took over. So for the guys that are still on staff at Montana, State, I mean, that has to be a huge transition as well.
3: It, it is, especially when I was talking about just the personality. You, you know, you go – you go from a guy like Bobby Hauk to Robin Flugrad. I mean, there, there's an adjustment, just 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 in terms of way of do you know, his way of doing things and and the personality of those two guys. Coach Flue is a great guy. Bobby's a great guy. They're just different dudes, you know. And then obviously, Mick Mick was the you know the the healing hand at the time when the program was going through so much. But Mick's a wonderful man, you know. And then and and had his own way of, of doing things, you know. And and uh, and then Mick retires and you hire a guy like Bob Stitt, you know, and then and, and that's an adjustment. And, and, you know, being the holdover on that one was probably the toughest just because, you know, you brought in an outsider, you know, where Bobby, Bobby, Bobby went to Montana. He's a Montanan. Uh, his brother is one of the great, you know, Montana Montanagris ever. Uh, Robin Flugrad was a, uh, you know, had been been an assistant there previously. Uh, Mick Delaney been an assistant from Montana Montana through and through and then you hire an outsider that you know it, it just it just was a it was an interesting transition on those of us who, who were retained and then and then the players obviously so um, you know that, that that's just the, the biggest thing is just the transition phase right and just Getting a feel for your new coach, and I was—I was actually very fortunate. I only had one position coach in college, uh, coaching linebacker. He was there for almost thirty years. I mean, he played there and coached there, and he's a wonderful man. We stay in touch to this day. But yeah, the head coaching change was hard on me because I went to Colorado for all the right reasons. I love Colorado, and Colorado back in the nineties was a way different story uh in terms of win losses than it is now but you know Co- coach new was a cool young up-and-coming head coach bobby hawk recruited me great dude young guy uh great family i mean i got to, you, know, you get to know those guys during the recruiting process so um, it's just the transition phase like i i'll be curious to you know talk to bj or or, or army over at msu and just kind of okay you know you're not on culture show you're not you're not on TV tell me exactly what you think of the transition i'm sure it's fine it's just you know probably way different than than uh, coach joe
0: no doubt about it. Ty Gregorak joined us. Last question for you, Ty. This is five questions with Coach Tad, Brought to us by Nick Tabor, Westpac Wealth Partners. Last question. Bobcats are going through a scheme change, uh, but the, the number one guy everybody's wondering about and uh, worried about is Troy Anderson. He has been He's played all over the place at Montana. He's had an outstanding career, yet also one that has left us wondering what could have been, even though it's not quite over yet. And now uh, he's going to go from playing on the edge like he did last year as a junior a first-team all-league player last year, despite not playing full-time. Uh, coming off the edge defensively. Now he's going to transition to playing inside the box, playing Will Linebacker in a, a more traditional 4-3 scheme. So, what, Ty, I know you coached Troy at Montana State for a couple of years. What do you think that transition is going to be like? What's going to be the biggest challenge for him as he moves inside and in the new Bobcat defense?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, God, God bless Troy Anderson. I mean, the kid has been asked to do so much. I mean, it's and, and his body is... Taken a beating for it, but I mean the, the kid. The kid has had to learn an offensive playbook, a defensive playbook, the playbook within you know within each position, so to speak. Um, he has played quarterback, running back, receiver, defensive end in nickel packages, outside linebacker, and inside linebacker. And, and I just it'll be listen. Troy's going to be successful at anything he touches because that's the kind of kid he is. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's on the football field or off. I just think it's – and Troy has played some inside stuff in different packages. And I remember, you know, when we had the luxury of getting him for a package or whatever that game – you know, he's done some of that. I mean, in some of our lighter personnel on defense, nickel-dime stuff. But it's just a dramatically different world inside. Your reads are different. I mean, you are taken on centers, guards, and tackles almost every play where, you know, uh, when you're in space – you know, you're going to have to shed and, and hit some receivers, and obviously you're going to have to leverage the ball and, and force the ball back in by taking on some of those big people that I was talking about. But it's just a way different world in there. I mean, I you know, not not to not to try to you know tick anybody off in Bobcat Nation, but Troy Anderson's been asked to do a lot, and, and I think everybody will recognize that. You know, and, and and he whenever he leaves this program, you know, he, he will have. Paul Bunyan, you know, Herculean mythological things said about him, because he has truly done it all. He's been first-team quarterback, first-team this, first-team linebacker. He's done it all. I just don't know, you know, are we going to remember Troy for all the things he did, or can you also have the conversation maybe a little bit was a disservice to him, because he never truly got to develop and get fantastic at one thing. I mean, I've told you, I think the kid, I, I, I truly believe the kid could be an NFL running back or an NFL linebacker, probably, you know, probably an outside linebacker, you know, depending on the system. He's just, he's been asked to do a lot. And, uh, he's being asked to do a lot again by changing positions. So I know that, I know that kid will be successful. He just, he's, he's that special of a football player, but you more special as a human being, um, the, the, this program, that program over there, has asked him to do a lot in his career. No question. Anyway, I don't think anybody could argue that fact. You know,
0: you can't at all. It's been impressive to watch. At the same time, maddening. But that's here nor there. Ty, we appreciate you swinging by, my man. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll catch up this weekend. But best of luck. Stay safe on the roads, and uh, we'll see you in a couple days.
3: I can't wait. to Be excited to get over to Zoo Town, and Candace and I are fired up. So we'll see. You, we'll see you then. We'll see you then.
0: Ty Gregorac, former. Bobcat and Grizz football coach. He also coaches Central Washington. So we talked a little Central Washington there as well. That segment presented to us by Westpac Wealth Partners, Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth Partners are looking for entrepreneurial-minded people who are ready to take their future into their own hands. At Westpac Wealth, Nick Tabor and his associates provide their clients with financial tools and proven solutions for navigating this complex financial climate. Westpac Wealth offers competitive compensation. It's a great place to work. Elite training, great work culture. So if you want to start a business and a long-term career today, call Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth Partners, 728-6708. Jace Lewis, Grizz Senior Linebacker, coming up right after this. On Duana is now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula.
3: After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual, but it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay
0: at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. everybody? Welcome back in to Nuwana's Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every weekday right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. We do this from 4 to 6 p.m. each and every day. Missed anything in the first half Now, an hour, Ty Gregory former Grizz and Bobcat assistant football coach, joined us. We talked everything from Bobby Houck's remaking of the Grizz football roster to Central Washington in the time we crossed paths in Ellensburg when he was an assistant coach at CWU. Central Washington is Montana's opponent, by the way. 11 a.m. Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. We also talked about some of the challenges that come with a coaching change, and that's what Montana State is uh, embarking on right now as Jeff Choate left for the University of Texas and Brent Vegan leading Bobcat football. As well, we also talked a little bit of Troy Anderson. Earlier this week, I was able to catch up with – Jace Lewis, he's a native of Townsend, Montana and All-American candidate for the University of Montana as a senior linebacker. My conversation with Jace Lewis about his first football game in nearly 500 days. Well, happy now to be joined on Nuwanez now by a senior linebacker from the University of Montana football team. And all of a sudden, it's game week for Jace Lewis and his teammates. And so, Jace, let's just start there. Does it feel like game week right now, even though it is the second week of April?
4: Yeah, I mean it does. I I was just talking to Coach Hog about this uh, yesterday after practice because our Mondays are typically lighter. It's more of kind of like a walkthrough for on a game week, and it was like that. And I it just it just felt like a game week for once, and it felt normal for for once in the last year. So it was it was good.
0: The last time I saw you was when we were doing the press conference on Washington Grizzly Stadium. Announcing the cancellation of the fall, and I think we were everybody there was pretty much just depressed Nobody was happy about anything. <laughs> so I mean, what's what's it been like to kind of navigate this last little while? And I know that there's some teams in the big sky that are playing right now But it seems like Montana made the right choice overall maybe should have played in the fall But here nor there now here you guys are you actually have a game to prepare for this spring So I mean just take us through these last couple months for you and your teammates
4: Yeah, there's there's a lot of ups and downs over the last uh, You know year because of the whole COVID situation but yeah I mean we all stuck together and we just hit the weight room hard and we had that little uh, like spring ball in the fall there to take us into the winter had our con- winter conditioning and now into spring ball but I think guys are fired up to play two games because it's been so long now so I think the two games will be good for us and, and let us go into this the next this next fall with with high hopes and stuff
0: I was grabbing a bite to eat the other night and ran into a couple of your teammates, and you could definitely tell the strength gains, like you mentioned. So, I mean, is that sort of a hidden advantage in all this, the fact that you guys were able to kind of buckle down and hit the weight room super hard for maybe a longer period of time than you normally would?
4: Yeah, and, and the uh, intensity of the training, I mean, because like, usually in the fall it's more wider training, you know, just, just season and guys are beat up. But, but still, I mean, this fall, we that's all we did was – work out, so we, we, everything was in more ramped up and intense, so yeah, the, the gains that were made in the off-season is pretty cool to see.
0: Especially for the young guys, right? I mean, it seems like I saw a couple of guys that are, they still haven't even really got to play their quote-unquote freshman season, even though they've been around for a couple of years now, so it seems like it really helps out the young guys, too, in, in terms of getting that strength you need to play college football.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of pros and cons that have, that have come with the whole situation, but that's definitely one of the pros that that has happened was the weight room.
0: Jace Lewis joining us. He's a linebacker for the University of Montana. They play games each of the next two Saturdays. Central Washington this Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium and next week against Portland State. And, Jace, uh, one more question about the, the strength and, and conditioning part of this. You guys got a new strength coach here in, in recent months as well. We had Dan Ryan on this show. Uh, I remember Dan from back in the day when I was at the University of Montana as well. And a great guy. And it seems like he's really turned into a really excellent coach as well. So I know that you guys, you spend a lot more time with the strength and conditioning coach than maybe any of the other coaches on the team. So what's that transition been like? How you guys adjusting to Coach Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it's
4: always a, it's always a... A big change when you get a new, new coach in, especially. I mean, we've spent a lot of time with Coach Nicholson over. I mean, especially like the seniors and juniors over the last four years. So getting getting somebody new is just a change, but I mean, it's just something that happens. So you just got to make the adjustment and go and, and 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 I mean, it's been good though. A lot of guys are getting stronger and more powerful. So yeah, it's, it's been good for us.
0: Take us through the last couple of weeks, because I think that one of the smart parts about playing these games, not only do you guys get to actually go out and, and compete and you know hit somebody else besides each other, but it doubles up the amount of time you, you got for spring ball practices. Because I know like Montana State, for example, or Northern Colorado, they're just doing normal spring ball right now. You know, just the 15 practices, couple scrimmages, but you guys, you get double the practices and now you actually get like game weeks to prepare for. So just take us through what practices have been like the last couple of weeks.
4: Yeah, so I mean, it was. I think we practiced three weeks, maybe three and a half, three and a half weeks worth of just spring ball going against each other, and we'd just go Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and the meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, so we split it up a little bit, and so that was nice. And then, but now that game weeks here, we're just going against scouts. So it's nice not having to go against. I mean, the offense. Every day, you know, and so and it's looking forward more towards game plan in Central Washington and and what and what we're going to do against them. So so it's it's been good.
0: Defensively, I mean, you guys have run this pretty unique, pretty sweet scheme here these last several years since Coach Out came back under Coach Bear. And now I think that with the addition of some of the guys you got, especially on the perimeter, on the, at, at corner and stuff like that, it seems like you have a chance to make a, a another jump and maybe add another layer to the defense. So, what sort of progress have you seen just in terms of uh, maybe the evolution of what you guys are running schematically?
4: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I was just talking about so this with Coach Bear the other day of how far we've come from what three years ago when, they, when we first put this defense in, and how how much better. And the understanding of the defenses and the concepts that everybody understands it better, and getting the—I mean, those couple guys on the perimeter that are fast and physical and aren't afraid to throw it up there—it's it's, it's fun to watch, and and I think we're all excited just to see how well we we come together this Saturday and get after it.
0: You yourself had an outstanding year last year, all big sky season. Playing next to the Buck Canada Award winner Dante Olson, who now, by the way, is heading up to Canada. If you hadn't heard, we talked about that last week here on Nuanez. Now, but uh, yeah. but Dante uh, obviously leaves a big void there. But it seems like you're pretty primed to step up and, and fill that void. So, what do you think of just the inside linebacker position? I know there's a couple young guys that are vying for time next to you that, that have a lot of potential as well. Yeah, and
4: uh, Dante's a, played a huge role in what we did last year. But I mean, we just got to reload and. I think um, uh, I mean Pat is back again, and he had a great great year that last year. And he's going to have another great year, and Marcus Wallnell is another guy that's going to step up this year for us, and, and the younger guys too. I mean Braxton, Levi, Flink, all those younger guys are going to are going to be able to, and Mike Matthews are going to be able to step up and and help us too. So it, I mean we're a close group, and and it's fun to practice together too.
0: The guys playing in front of you too. I mean I know that. Uh, Losing Jesse Sims a couple years ago was a bit a big loss, but it seems like they played a lot of. They decided, I mean, Coach Sacks, they decided to play a lot of young guys early, and uh, now all of a sudden those guys aren't freshmen and sophomores anymore. They're they're sophomores and juniors, or maybe even a couple seniors too. So, what do you think? Just the uh, the front that's playing in front of you?
4: Yeah, we we just have good depth on the front, and they they just rotate in some guys that are fast, strong, physical, and. They eat up a lot of double teams, so us linebackers can flow to the ball and make plays. So I have I have all the respect for them up front, and they're they're going to continue to do their thing, and and they're they're a good group too.
0: Jace Lewis doing us senior linebacker for the Grizz. They play Saturday Central Washington at Washington Grizzly Stadium. I know it's early in the week here, Jace, so you might be maybe haven't dove fully into stuff that Central's doing. But what do you guys just overall expect out out of the opponent you have on Saturday coming to Missoula?
4: Yeah, I mean they're they're a good team, and I know they. have been watching a lot of film on them, and they went into Idaho the a couple years, or I mean the 2019 season, I think it was, and and, and they almost beat them. So, so I think they have a, they're, they're fast. They have they have a good offense. They tempo a little bit. The the running backs fast. I mean they're they're just an athletic football team. So it, it should be a good game.
0: I talked to Coach out yesterday, and he was typical Coach Alk, so funny. He said, uh, I don't care if we're doing a push-up contest or playing checkers or whatever. I still want to kick your ass. So is that something that's uh, kind of trickling into the locker room, the fact that, I mean, this is a real game. You guys do want to go out and compete at the highest level?
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we're going to treat it like a like it would be a fall game. I mean, we're going to go into it with, with the expectations that we're going to go in there, and we're going to lock them in there for... Four quarters and and not gonna let them out till the till the scoreboard uh, shows zero. So,
0: last question for you then. I mean, this must be very exciting for you guys. I mean, it must feel pretty darn good to know that you actually are gonna play a real football game, not against each other, in less than a week.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad the the we're gonna have five thousand fans, but I, I, they're gonna be crazy. I wish they would. What let, let... uh. Half capacity, but 5,000 should be better than none. So I think we're all excited for for uh, just getting coming down that tunnel for the first time in a while and just having fun.
0: Jace Lewis, native of Townsend, Montana, senior linebacker for the Grizz football team. Jace, appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for joining us and best of luck this weekend.
4: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate
0: it. So you go. All American candidate. Great story. Former high school quarterback, former Class B state champion. Now one of the best linebackers in the United States at the FCS level. Appreciate Jace for taking a moment earlier on this week. We're going to switch up the order a little bit. We were going to do the Sports Medicine Journal, but I want to keep talking about the Grizz football team. We're here from Bobby Houck, University of Montana head football coach, right after this on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. What's up, everybody? We'll go back in. Happy Thursday. We're rolling here on Nuanez now. It's like a bulletin board of news. All sorts of things going on all around the Treasure State. We're happy to bring it to you here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We do this each and every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Montana takes on Central Washington on Saturday. Central was a good D2 program. They got 32 conference championships in their program's history. They've been particularly good the last 20 years. They're always going to get some of the best Division I drop-downs at the D2 level. Their location is great. Their tradition is good. Their talent's always good. So, uh, this is going to be a good game on Saturday. I think Vegas right now has got the spread about between 17 and 19. So, not like a five-touchdown blowout. Grizzlies are going to have to get it done to take care of business against Central Washington. I... Went to practice to get Bobby Houck for his media availability, but they had some meetings move around. And so by the time he was coming out, I was I already had to be gone. Uh, he wasn't out by the time I left there about 3.35. So uh, sports information, though, was kind enough to record it for me and send it along our way. So uh, some questions from Frank Gogol of the Missoulian, Fritz Neighbor from the uh, Daily Interlake up in Kalispell, Kyle Hanson, uh, and Kevin Levine from the local news stations here. Uh, so here is Bobby Houck from uh, Monday leading up to his team's game at Central Washington. (laughs) Gives these guys a little bit of a hard time. Hope you enjoy it.
2: It's game week, you know, first time in over a year for you guys. How does that feel? Well, as you mentioned, it's been a long time since we played, and I think everyone here is excited to compete against another team, you know, players, coaches. Certainly, our fans will be excited to, to get the chance to watch us. When it comes to a game week, I
1: mean, a lot of these guys, this is their first experience with the game week preparation. Is that a big aspect of this, of kind of getting them with the, under the ropes, you know, before fall and everything?
2: Yeah, you know, normally we have a chance to do some more uh, dress rehearsals type stuff, and school being on and spring ball and all those things. We just don't we don't have the same kind of time as we do in August. So uh, I hope it doesn't look too haphazard next weekend. Tell us a bit about Central Washington. What are you? What are you expecting out of them? That? Well, that's probably the biggest question mark. You know, we, we've uh, neither one of us has played for quite a while, so there's going to be some change. They've had some staff changes. They've had some personnel changes. Um, but we we know we can anticipate a good battle. Um, we know that the last season they played, they had a a wild game at idaho and lost 38 35 Uh, i do know that uh in 08 they came in here and could have beat us and that was a grizz team that won 14 and played for the national championship so we know we'll have our hands full. do you approach
1: this trying to get as many reps for other guys as possible or you're just going to play starters like it's a kind of a normal game and then the score will dictate that they're keeping score sean they're keeping score and they're keeping score In a game like this, is
2: getting reps for some of the new That's guys. That's a dumb there. question, Sean. <laughs> hey, if
1: people want to filter
2: through, filter through guys. What did I right. say last week? It's a game. Push-up contest. A game. It's, a game. It's, it's a game. Checkers. It's, it's it's you a we're trying to beat your, your ass. <laughs> Got it? Got <laughs> okay. it. Push-up contest. Or push, game what checkers. did you say? Don't go changing, coach. <laughs> what I right? Never yeah. change. Thanks. Um... How did a game like
1: this get put together with Central Washington Portland State? I mean, how are these, you know, the teams, how did you guys make this work in the spring?
2: Well, we had to find, there's a lot of things going to it, you know, logistics in terms of being able to get here at a reasonable cost. You know, it'd be with what airlines cost, it would be hard to bring someone in from the East Coast. So we're looking for teams that... Uh, Would be a a great game, you know, be a challenge for them, a challenge for us, and then uh, uh, proximity. And, you know, which means probably a bus trip. And, you know, we were able to uh, just call the coaches and set it up, which is pretty cool. I was
1: about to say, how much does that, like, previous relationship stuff, like, obviously, you know, Barnum, but, like, you know, you played Central Washington before, does that play a factor in maybe making these work?
2: Uh, yeah, probably a little bit. I, I don't know, I mean, to each, everybody's looking out for their own best interests, but. 485
1: days, for the first time, you're
2: 485 days, you're gonna get to run out of the tunnel on Saturday. It's gonna feel like, what do you look? Well, I, like I said, I think everybody involved is pretty excited to uh, play somebody else. And you know, last week, trying to keep players from killing each other and coaches from killing each other. It's nice to have a common opponent rather than the offense or the defense. I think uh, I think everybody's pretty enthused to play. Well, always- if they aren't, we get the wrong dudes. Battling for different spots at practice, but does that maybe is it a little bit different in a game when you're evaluating? Well, it's kind of in-season, out-of-season stuff. You know, you evaluate practice to see who gets the first snap of the game, and then once you get in-season, then you evaluate the game film and see who's going to start next week. So that's kind of where we are. We've evaluated the the practices we've had, and that's who will get to start, and then we'll look at it on Sunday and decide who gets to go next week
1: you got a lot of players on this team, too. You know, we've been in with the program, haven't gotten a chance to play a game, especially this freshman class. So, to even, you know, it is a game, but to get some of those guys reps, is that a
2: priority as well to some of the young guys? No, just winning. We all ask. <laughs> You've <laughs> answered <laughs> it enough <laughs> times, I think. Frank, go ahead and ask him who's going to play this weekend. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, well, even during practice. How, how, how do you balance just a, a normal week of game prep for still
2: getting guys some development reps like you have the past three weeks? Well, we, we won't do that. You know, we that's what we've did in the fall that's what we did in the summer when we worked out and then that's what we've done this spring for four weeks of practice so this is all just this is a game week and that's that's exactly where we're at Five thousand fans
1: in the stands obviously not a full stadium but what are you kind of expecting to see out of grizzly nation this week how do you think it's going to affect the atmosphere on saturday
2: uh I think it'll be, again, everybody's so excited to play, and uh, those that are, are able to get in uh, to watch will be excited to be there. So, more the merrier, in my opinion. When it comes to this
1: defense, what, in, what you've seen through three weeks so far, what do you think is the biggest strength of your defense You know, as you guys get ready for this game?
2: Uh, I think effort. I think this is a group that will play with uh, a great deal of effort, and, uh, and I think we tackle well. So those, those two things, uh, hopefully those will show up on Saturday. That's what I've seen in the prep sessions. So I'm assuming that'll be the case Saturday.
1: Well, with a guy like Jace Lewis that you've got a chance to coach now for this, you know, going into the year four, um, you know, what's it been like to coach him and see him? He's another one of these small town Montana kids who really, you know, kind of opened a lot of eyes at linebacker position. You guys star a lot. You know, what have you, what's he done for this program? And what have you liked from him?
2: Well, Jace has been productive. First of all, you know, he's made a lot of, a lot of tackles in his career to date. Um, Certainly we all, a bunch of us here, have affinity for small-town Montana guys that do well, and we've had a bunch of those guys over the years. He's another one in that line of players, and I think probably the best thing he's done is he's worked really hard to improve, and I think he's a much better player today than he was, you know, we're standing out here, course, for instance. Right now, you might in your time coaching and in season openers, what aspects of your team can you get the best read on in the first game of the year? Well, season openers are always interesting. Certainly, this one's uh, unique. unique. I was Barry young. Uh, certainly, this one's unique because of the, the space of time between games. Um, always worry about the unknown in season openers. You know, when you get into midseason, you kind of know what you're going to get and your plan is either good or it isn't, but teams don't just have wholesale changes. Um, These next two weeks, I don't have a real definitive idea of what we're going to see from the other teams. so um, I think maybe the best thing we'll get a chance to see out of our team is their ability to adjust on the fly to things we haven't planned for.
0: That's exactly what I'm going to be looking to see as well, as well as evaluating a lot of the bodies that we have not seen, a lot of the talent. But a lot of guys the Grizzlies have brought in the last couple of years that have not played much or at all. So this will be a debut for many and uh, a reemergence for some. But it's going to be a great day Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium, 11 a.m. kickoff, Central Washington at the University of Montana. You can watch the game on ABC Fox Montana. That's KTMF. So be sure to tune in if you're not one of the lucky 5,000 that get to attend. We've got to get out hour one in the books, hour two coming at you hot. Blaine Bennett, former Central Washington head football coach, joining us on Nuwana's Now. He almost led his team to an upset of the Grizzlies back in 2008. I was at that game. I went on then to Ellensburg to cover his program for a couple years. It'll be great to catch up with Coach Bennett. He'll tell us some of the insight of what it's like recruiting and playing at Central Washington. It's Nuwana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television.